This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. end. Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Mr Johnny Seven here for week number three in a row. Good, hat-trick. First time we've probably done three in a row for about three years as well. So, and we're in the same room. Yeah, we're in the same room. Mark Max came over to the uh, MBJB studios in, uh, in in Crosby. So, what your living room? <laughs> yeah, my living room. Yeah, <laughs> makes it a it's, a, it's, a, it's an upgrade. It does sound professional? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, so, the big season opener on Saturday. It is. It's getting close now. Is this exciting? It it's is. a bit mad as well that the, the league starts tomorrow night. Arsenal oh, yeah, versus yeah, Leicester, yeah. Friday night. So, last couple of weeks we recorded on a Friday, but this week, because uh, there's no game, we recorded on a Thursday evening. And a season starts tomorrow night. Yeah. Nuts. Uh, Friday, well, yeah. A Friday night game. I don't know how I feel pain, about just a pain, this Friday night football lock on the first week of the season. I yeah. think it should all start on a Saturday, really, but... That's, yeah. the, that's the way the future is. Soon as apparently, from in a couple of seasons' time, there's going to be games pretty much every day of the week. I mean, as it gets towards the business end of the se- season, there, there is, isn't there? Uh, when it when it gets towards like you know, it, once once the, the cup, the league cups out the way, uh, this, and and it's just the the seat the run in. There tends to be games yeah, every night. Yeah, they've got the games they've got to catch up on that yeah. have been rearranged and everything. But not else, so. not now when it's like. Well, I'm not bothered because it gives me another game to watch on telly. So. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, I think we're going to go back to our old format for today's show, and we're probably the way we'll be going because we've got a game to talk about. It's only a friendly, but we can reflect on the game last week against Sevilla. The game then... that you said on last week's podcast you were going to, so at least one of us could talk about it. <laughs> yeah. How, how did that get on? How, was it good? Didn't it? What was the atmosphere uh, like? Mr. Bank Manager said Ixnay. All oh, right, okay. On the Sevilla game, eh? <laughs> right, okay. At so, least I had an excuse. I was in work. You were in bed or something. Oh, I was just had to watch it on that. Yeah, I'm skinned. I'm just stupid. These Europa games just uh, hit you where it hurts in the wallet, don't they? We'll have to speak to um, the managing director of Not Better, Just Better, and get you a raise on hosting this podcast. I know, yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get those, uh, those press passes that we were promised all that time ago. I'm still on the press mailing list. Oh yeah, nice yeah. but it never really tells you anything exciting. Right, I thought I thought you're on the not impressed. Uh, right, anyway. yeah, okay. Um, so, friendly last week, uh, Sevilla fourth last season in the Liga. Uh, I was completely wrong about what I said about the team. I didn't think uh, some of the, the the players who were likely to start on Saturday and who played against Ruzumbra, I didn't think they'd feature as much as they did, but. He seemed to go with the full, full strength team again. Yeah, when you look at both sides, I think uh, both Everton and Sevilla both had really strong sides out, didn't he? To, to begin with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was quite a few names you know, that you'd recognise there in the, in the Seville side, the likes of Nelito from City last season, uh, Mister Benega. Yeah, we've been linked with forever, and we've never just never pulled the trigger on it. Have we? Yeah, uh, forever Benega. Yeah, <laughs> and Zonzi. Inzonzi, well, Inzonzi now is linked with also Juventus, are meant to be sniffing around for about twenty-five million quid. He, he was. He, he, they he, want him to be the new Pogba. Well, he's not going to be the new Pogba, but he, he, he certainly stepped up a notch since he left uh, left the Prem. I think he was always looked at as if he could be a good player, uh, and he's done well out in Spain. 
Aye, he did well in, uh, in the friendly last week as well. Uh, we did well starting off. Uh, a goal within 30 seconds. Sandra was first in a blue shirt. Um, great clearance down the, down the right hand side by Pickford. Whether that was intentional, uh, you know, good 70 yard ball. Well, that's then, something he's gotten his locker, you know. There's been a lot of evidence of that, and he is well known for his, his distribution. So, um, I think you're doing a lot of injustice if you don't think it was intentional. Uh, I'm going yeah. to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it was out to Calvert Lewin. I'm not sure if he played the ball through, but you know, he set Sandra away, rounded the keeper, put the ball in empty net, one nil up. Severe not touched the ball. Great start, and um, for a you know, it looked really promising from there. At uh, that point, I was predicting that we'd probably go on in the same vein and the game would finish 90-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah it just not, wouldn't be too much to ask, would it? No, not really. Uh, so, great start, but it turned into a bit of a feisty game and a very uh, strong challenge of a game, really. They were really up for us, Severe, and um, really good side. Uh, I, before we started recording, you said they would represent possibly who if we went and had a good run in the Europa who we some a team we might face at the level of uh, in in the uh, the semis or the, the quarters or the semis you know that's the you yeah, know were, I mean that, that, I, I meant in general standards yeah, yeah, the not, sides who were always you know you'd have a look at their record in the Europa League and they, they won it for about the first 27 years of the competition um, and now they've sort of progressed a little bit themselves and moved up to Champions League level in all honesty um, but yeah I would suggest that you know somebody of that standard. You're not likely to meet them in European competition till the quarters, the semis. Uh, so it's a, it is a good test. I think it's somebody who's very much on our level. Yeah, and what it did mean, well, uh, well, I'll leave the results until we until we get get through the game a little bit. Um, as I say, great start, feisty game. Uh, we we didn't really have much of a sniff of the game. You know, they they ended up. Uh, Eventually equalising early in the second half, and then taking the lead shortly after. Both goals through Benega, um, uh, who basically ran the whole game. Didn't yeah, he? Yeah. he was a different level. Um, when you you compared, I don't want to get on on Klassen's back or anything, but if you compare Benega to some of Klassen's performances in the preseason, you know that showed you what a link-up player can really be capable of. Yeah, Klassen, I think he's still again showing like little little touches here and there of link-up and you know good triangle like little triangular pattern play with um, Sandro and Rooney. Uh, but I don't think he'll be able to be a bit part uh, player in like producing uh, producing wise. That's what Morales has done for you know too many years now, where he's just come and done the odd little good thing when we need someone to be consistently. There and like taking charge of games, especially if you pay twenty five million for them. So. I still think Klassen will come good. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not writing the lad off at all. But I think that just showed you, uh, you know, what potentially we could be looking at. Yeah. Do you think, you know, do you think after this game on that performance, do you think a share he might have strolled down with about fifty million in a in a suitcase and showed it to the Seville owners and had a little. Benega question, do you think? Or? Well, fifty. We were linked with them for about eight million for a few years. Yeah, but ago. I mean, just a flash of cash. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd still, I'd still love to love them to. to Too many to, players in that position. Yeah, I, I guess so. But you know, you'd probably leapfrog a couple of them, though, wouldn't you? I would have thought so after that performance. Yeah. So uh, it, it didn't take you know not, not long in the second half. He he um, he got the equaliser for them and then scored. 
uh, their second from the penalty spot after what was a very dubious penalty decision. Well, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a penalty because it was outside the area. It was outside the box and he fell into the area, got a Barry with a bit of a rash challenge, which, of course, you kind of goes without I saying, just, isn't it? I'm in shock. Got a Barry with a rash challenge. Um, but it was just a kind of rub salt in the wound a little bit because earlier on in the first half, we uh, didn't get a penalty when uh, Davies took it through and he was clipped and I think he didn't get it because of simulation because he went a little bit over the top with his um, his fall to the ground, let's just say. Uh, but it was definite penalty, he definitely got clipped. It was hardly a Phil Neville-esque dive though, no, was he it? Didn't it was... get his, he didn't get his goggles and flippers on <laughs> quite. Um, but, I mean, a, a pen's a pen, but, I, I, you know, whenever you go over and exaggerate it like that, I guess you're asking for trouble. Um, but we were a bit unfortunate there and then not... You know, as I say, to rub salt in the wound. They got one which was outside the box. So, nice pen. Uh, Pickford hardly really even moved for it. Uh, And they were uh, rather deservedly in front, 2-1 up. And we didn't really look like we were going to offer anything else, really. And uh, it was only when Luckman came on. Yeah, there was a few changes in the game, wasn't there? Kenny got uh, a bit of time. Luckman came on. Uh, Morales came on and it was uh, Luckman linking up with Morales and Morales went down in the box and got a penalty for himself which he came and dispatched with a plum no he didn't no, it, he was didn't. A, it was a terrible penalty which I described to you as being like one of those ones in FIFA where the keeper jumps too late or too early and sort of just flies over the ball and the ball just trickles into the net yeah yeah um, terrible pen and terrible save at him yeah he just kind of hopped over the ball a little bit. It was like what, like a bit of a hand Sager's effort for circa 1994. He's <laughs> had a very strange time with penalties at Everton, Kevin Morales. He has. I, I, you know, with that, you know, that was his real opportunity to say, you know, you know, dispatch it and then say, right, I want penalties this season again. But he's not done himself any That's favors there. Nope. Bainsy for me all day. And then, obviously, Rooney. Uh, I'm sure... Sandro can take a decent penalty. Klassen could probably take a good penalty. So I think he'll be well down the pecking order. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the worst penalty of the weekend, though, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. Do you think that ball's come down yet? It's clearly thought he was taking a goal kick, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. Um, so he, he puts us uh, back on level terms and... Uh, quite luckily, really, uh, as the game kind of fizzled out, so, so to speak, uh, Luckman came on, did a little bit. As you said before, Kenny came on, had a few little good glimpses. Um, I'm trying to think what, what positives it was, from the game. It was uh, typical pre-season fair. I imagine that if I hadn't have been working and had gone the game, I'd have probably fell asleep at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like I have done in the last three of these end of pre-season home friendlies that we have that are normally quite warm and in the middle of a Sunday afternoon after a, a heavy Saturday night. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've written a couple of positives and, and it's one, it one of those. I mean, positive again, I suppose, it, it made us un, un, undefeated in our pre-season. So, undefeated? Um, it would have been nice to, you know, to, to get a, a clean sheet for Pickford going into the start of the season. What uh, I will say about right, undefeated though. pre-season records, it's a bit like when you get an undefeated boxer like with a record of 19-0 and, and his first 17 fights have all been against, you know, K1 
kids in the street. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, you can't really, when you look at some of the teams we played, like the, the one in Tanzania and a couple of the other sides, you know, they're not the greatest teams in the world. No, of course, but, you know, you don't, you don't like getting hired in pre-season, do you? It's, no. It's always ominous. Um, and, you know, if we'd have gone and beat Sevilla, uh, I don't know. I mean, people, were people underestimating teams like that? You know, they're a really good side coming. Uh, yeah, they are a really good side, but, I mean, you can you can look at it the other way, can't you? Bayern Munich got a hammering by the shite in pre-season, didn't you? I don't think Bayern Munich are going to get relegated, and I don't think Liverpool are going to win the Champions League. So, you know, you, you take from it what you can. Yeah. Uh, my positives. Uh, Luckman looked good when he came on. Very sharp and direct again. Uh, Does he look any older? No. Hmm. Uh, what, what, what's again? Kenny came on a few good touches. I thought I'm going to give this fella some, some praise because he's been slaughtered, even though he's had half a game for us uh, at right back three days after joining. I thought Martina played better on the left uh, when he came on for Bainsey than he did at right back. He, he looked a lot more comfortable over there for some reason. Um, and that kit is glorious. That is a exceptionally nice kit. I couldn't, I couldn't see them playing it. Or I mean, it doesn't look like a footy kit anymore. Because if you put it's... a sponsorship on it, it, it'd ruin it. Yeah, yeah, it was just classy. So, in case you don't know what talk, what we're talking about, it was the 125 years at Goodison commemorative kit. Was it a kit or was it just a shirt with the normal? I can't. I was just so glued to the kit. I don't even know. <laughs> I went into the club shop last week as well when I was in in the city and. It's really nice as well. Sometimes, you know, it can be a bit cheap, can't it, when you're getting it, but really, really nice, that shit. In case you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have, but it, it's it's kind of, it's 125 years ago, there's some uh, commemorative, but it, it's modelled on the, the Dixie Dean kit, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I also like the style of numbers and lettering we've been using for cup games. It's our cup style, because you've got to have the Premier League one to the Premier League, I mean, you're all standard, but you can have whatever you want on the back of your shirt for European Cup. It's in a bit of a sort of 1970s style I like you it. sound like a proper shirt geek now well I'm just you know I'm just throwing it out there I like it right okay sounds yeah so to all a uh, couple of positives uh, good challenge and uh, a good a good run out really and it will no doubt leave us sharper going into this, these no injuries yeah and thank god pre-season's over because it's a slog it is a slog yeah I mean I, I, we, we had the, the two Europa games like uh, in there as well and I don't think it really pushed things along I think it just I think now that we, we won that and we've got through that sort of faded into being like a pre-season game as well yeah now. definitely yeah so weird so, yeah so yeah two all uh, against Seville um, the real deal comes up soon uh, but first we're going to have a little bit of a talk about some Everton news Okay, so news, we're starting off pretty much where we started off last week, uh, the Gilfie Sigurdsson saga, um, but I don't know how much further on we are, but you're going to tell Well, the us. main news is we still haven't signed him. We still haven't, we still haven't signed him. I think I predicted last week we would have by now, um, and it did look at one point towards the end of last week, there was a lot of Twitter talk that it was a done deal, 48 million, um, but as of yet, still no sign of Gilfie in an Everton shirt. Um, hiding somewhere in Finch Farm while the camera flies around looking for him. They've done that really well this year, haven't they, those little releases? Every club's gone mental for it, though. Have you seen, did you see the Andre Gray one for no, Watford today? Because Watford has like, got a, linked with football manager, aren't they? 
they've got like a, a like a sponsorship deal with Football Manager. They used Football Manager as, mm. as something, and there was a club last week who did a fake kidnapping video of somebody, and then I can't, who was it? I can't remember. It'll come to me at some point during the podcast. Yeah. But it, the kidnapped player suddenly jumped out the boot of a car and he was in the kit. That is quite elaborate. Yeah, it was very elaborate. It was a Turkish side. It was like Fenerbahce or someone. They hadn't just actually kidnapped them though. No, and it was quite a well-known player. Anyway, it'll come to me. But yeah, Gilfie still hasn't signed for us. Um, there has been some slight developments today. In well, the just before you go on to that, though, early on in the week, though, it looked like it was dead in the water. Uh, there were a lot of lot of rumours going around that the, the, the plug had been completely pulled, but then it came out today as you go on. It's fake news, son. Fake, fake news. news yeah. the, the, the world is awash with fake news, and we're falling for it every week. Um, but if we didn't fall for it, we wouldn't have anything to talk about <laughs> on the podcast, so who cares? Anyway, um, real news today. I saw it with my own eyes. Well, on Sky Sports News, but Paul Clement has done uh, a press conference earlier today, uh, and obviously he's the, the Swansea manager, and said that uh, the deal's not dead. Um, as far as he's concerned, it it will happen. He basically said he thinks both sides have got to slightly adjust their valuation, um, and it'll be a done deal. And he has announced that Gilfie Sigerson is not been selected for the travelling squad for the weekend. So, um, you know, that's a, a considering he's their best player by a million miles, that's a very good indication that he's probably not going to be there much longer. Yeah. So, I mean, what you said last week was interesting. You know, there was talk about using uh, Connolly uh, to try and, you know, sweeten the deal a little bit. I like that suggestion that you said about maybe put him, give him on loan. Yeah. On loan for the season. I think everyone's a winner with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, right, with with this valuation, so forty eight million. I thought they were holding out for fifty million. They can't be haggling over two million quid now, can they? Surely. The, there was a the rumor last week was when everybody suddenly thought it was done. Uh, it was because we'd made an offer that was accepted by Swansea. Yeah. It then came out the next day that we had then. We cindered that offer and gone back to our original offer. Now, I heard... Now, this is purely just speculation and could possibly be fake news. I heard that during his medical, they found a build-up of calcium on his knee. Yeah. Now he just spilled some milk on himself. Possibly, yeah. Um, I don't think that's like a mega problem. However, at some point, it might require some surgery. So, I think that's why Everett maybe said, well, we want to pay a little bit less. But I don't know. I've not substantiated that in any way. You just made that up. No, I haven't made it up. I was told this, but it wasn't from. This will be on Give Give Me Sport in a couple probably uh, in a couple of days. It wasn't from any source that anyone would trust, or you know, we do get a bit of information somewhere from our HP source, don't we? But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's not it, Bainsey's it, dad. It's not Bainsey's dad, but it wasn't from there either. So take it with a pinch of salt, is what I'm saying. Um, so the deal rumbles on yeah so I, I was saying to you again before just before we started recording apparently the shite of knocked back a bid of 90 million for Coutinho, uh, Coutinho. Uh, I can't that's, I'll just see bomb you, you, you said cunt I think Coutinho you said yeah just a Freudian slip anyway um, 90 million for them uh, and you know their stats were quite similar last season weren't they 
So should we just... We know we're getting premiership quality. Should we just go, right, okay, you know, 50 million. Everybody's price is inflated. It's ridiculous. Everyone. And, and I know Everybody. it is a ridiculous... You know, if you'd have said even last season, right, you're going to pay 50 million for Sigurdsson when last season we probably could have got him for 17 or something. Going back to the Andre Gray deal, right? He signed for Watford today. I think it's 17 million or 18 million. Yeah. Watford have signed it from Burnley. Did you see... I don't know if you would have even seen this, but Burnley put out like a press release saying that he'd signed for Watford. Yeah. The way they worded it was like so subtly having a dig, but it said, um, Burnley would like to announce today the sale of um, England Sea International, <laughs> Andre Gray, for the fee of 17.5 million, as if to say, we've just got 18 million quid for someone who's played for England Sea. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, it amused me. Yeah. It, it really did amuse me. No, no, yeah. Just very quickly, have you heard why Andre Gray wanted to leave Burnley, apparently? No, not at all. Apparently he wanted to leave Burnley because his girlfriend, who is a member of Little Mix, he requested that she be given a seat every single game in a director's box, and the director said, no, <laughs> you're all right. And so he, put, so he wanted to leave. Well, so I don't know whether she'll be sitting next to Elton John every every game next season at Watford. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be could be a little I'm Elton great. John little mix duet at some point next next year. Yeah. Anyway, nice one. I, I don't know. How I got to Elton John a little mix. Yeah, going back to the question anyway. You, you, what was the question? You, I forgot. The inflation. You know, if they if they rejected ninety million, it's inevitable that he's going to go. I know they've just got what one hundred and ninety million for Neymar. Uh, he's probably going to go for one hundred and ten. 50 million I, I'm not sure Coutinho's going now I'm not I don't know what's going on I Barcelona are now being held to ransom you know Dortmund 125 million for that Dembele kid yeah. Liverpool are wanting the same so for the two players they want to get they're getting close to like 250 million but they're out of pocket you know if they if at the moment it's all very amicable isn't it and that's apparently what he's came out and said He'll I, only want to move if it's an amicable move. That I don't think Coutinho's got it in him to force it. I think he looks a bit, a bit wet and soft. Yeah, but as soon as he has, a, as he has an agent in his ear and says, right, you know, it'd be interesting. But I don't know. You know, as, he's, as soon as he starts like getting pictures of his, of his, of his, uh, of his agents of like, you know, the. Barcelona trios of the past and stuff like that. I know he was there a while ago and stuff, but you know, he's, if he's replacing Neymar, how many opportunities are you going to get in your life to, to do that? Correct. But the Spanish Super Cup's coming up in the next couple of days, which is their version of the Charity Shield. And this year it just happens to be Barcelona versus Real Madrid. So there's going to be some, it's going to be a serious game because whenever them two play, it's serious. Barcelona are in Neymar's position of playing this bright young talent they've got called De La Feu. Apparently, he's <laughs> going to start. So, he might have a wonder game and he might not need to replace Neymar. Imagine that. Imagine him going on. Stranger things have happened. Not many stranger things than that. To be he goes honest. on to have a season where he scores more than Messi and Suarez combined. Wow, well, yeah. That'd be a with his, with his short roll, though. That'd be one, one short. <laughs> one, <laughs> one leg of a short roll, though. That'd be a snip of 10 million. It would. Um, so Sigurdsson saga rolls on but yeah, I think your question was should we just pay what they want yeah meh I think if it's if it's a sake of 3 million or some daft figure like that 
if paying an extra three million meant we could have had them six weeks ago and he could be now in the team learning how to play with his teammates and ready to go for the season, I think we should have paid it. But I think it's if, worth it. if we're holding out now and then it gets a deadline day and they've got an unhappy player on the books and you know there's a forty million offer on the table. Yeah, so we get him on deadline day, but then he's had no pre season. He hasn't kicked the ball, you know. It's going to take him time no, to I'm, get fit. That's one day's risk, though, fit. isn't it? That's one day they, they might be thinking, "Oh well." You yeah, know. but I just think for the sake of three million, we've done ourselves yeah. out of. And you look at the games he potentially will miss at the start of the season. They're all big hitter games. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have paid it, but that's why I don't own a football club and will probably. This is why you, in a week. when you play a footy manager and you, you, you used to get your your. Your news a few weeks into the season that Everton have been taken over, and you just want to go out and spend spend yeah. sixty million straight away. Well, that's why I always used to have to add an extra team in and buy sell <laughs> sell all my players to them for yeah. loads of money. Sell them Danny Cadamati for fifty million. Anyway, um, a strange thing now happened today after there was Paul Clemens press conference. Yeah, big Ronnie did a press conference. Yeah, Ronnie K. Um, and one of the strangest things to come out was. He sort of indicated that the other transfer saga, Ross Barkley, may see Ross stay. It wasn't a... De- I don't know if it was a little bit lost in translation or if it was just a ploy to sort of, you know, send the message out to other managers that we aren't going to sell them at a stupidly knockdown price just to get rid of them. Um, but he, indic- he basically just said, we've had no offers that match our valuation. Uh, Ross is back in training with the first team. And if we don't get the offer we want, then he stays. Right, that's very interesting, that. And do you think that this is a bit of a long game that he's played then? He's like thought, right, you know what? I'm going to show the lads that he can go. And, you know, he's not he, he's not indispensable to this club. He's not bigger than this club. So, you know, there you go. You know, and, and, and he's, just, he's just letting, he's bluffed him a little bit. Knowing that the the interest won't come in at that price, and it might bring his ego down a little bit. Did I? I, I can't remember whether I discussed this on the podcast two weeks ago, but did I explain the conspiracy theory regarding Ross Barkley? Probably not. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. There is a conspiracy theory that suggests that this whole summer Ross Barkley saga has been a sham, and he signed a contract or agreed verbally to sign a contract at the beginning of the summer. However. Everton decided to keep him out there and available to prevent other sides challenging for Everton's targets. Such as, so for instance, Spears thinking we'll get Barkley. No. He won't go in for Sigurdsson or Klassen or any of the others. I never made this conspiracy theory up. I don't believe this conspiracy theory, but it has been muted. It's been muted by people who also uh, believe that the Earth is flat and is, wear tinfoil hats and it, the moon landing was fake. If the earth wasn't flat, then how come the ball on the footy pitch doesn't just roll off the sides? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows the earth's flat. And the moon landings. I am not a conspiracy theorist person, but the moon landings are definitely fake. A hundred percent. Right, it's okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, so, so there's a chance he's going to stay. I, I can't say. I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I'm not excited. I'm just... I think this is what he has been mostly met with. Meh. Right. So, yeah. let's set a list now then. Sigurdsson, does he sign for Evan? 
I don't know. This isn't me normally asking you. You're dis- I'm, you're, you're, I'm, we're all discombobulated now because you've got the list. We'll both, of... we'll both, we'll both predict. Does Sigurdsson have evidence? I 100% say yes. I still think yes. Yeah. But not 100%? No. no. 75%? I think at some point you've just got to you know, cut your losses and, and, and look elsewhere. And the longer this is dragging on, I mean, I thought we'd move past us dragging our heels on transfers with how quick we did business this year. You know, got given a price, done, done it. Um, this is like an Everton of, of the past yeah, of 20 course. years transfer saga, isn't it? I think we're going to mention Yarmolenko in a little bit, aren't we? And here's, here's yeah, the yeah. prime example. Um, Barkley, does he stay or does he go? Well, so what What were we quoting? 50 million. Apparently the, the price a week ago came down to, what, 30 million? Forget price. Does he stay or does he go? I think he might have a sneaky loan move, you know. No, I 100% think he goes. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100 million percent. Uh, right, let's leave all that tosh behind us. Um, other players we've been linked with this week, we'll get through these very quickly because um, I'm getting bored with them now in all honesty. Because there aren't any. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, three strikers. Giroud, who we've already spoke about. The only, there's been absolutely zero uh, change in the situation with him. Well, there was one change, which was him scoring the winning penalty uh, in the in, in the Community Shield last week and looking absolutely made up. Yeah, but was that because he just, he just won a trophy in his final game for the club? Was it that sort of made up? Possibly. Um he has basically today said he's not interested in returning to Marseille. He wants to stay in England. So if he, Arsenal do decide to sell, it looks like it's a straight fight between Everton and West Ham. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. I think that would depend on whether he wants to actually have a bit of ambition or whether he wants to stay in London. That's all that boils down to. Um, we've also been linked to Danny Welbeck, if the Giroud deal doesn't come off, for £30 million. Pounds. You're just buying. That's I don't know. What's your opinion on Welbeck? He's a he's a class player, but he he's got that one shot in his locker, hasn't he? The dink, that's it. And you'll get what four of them out of the season because he's he'll be on the sidelines injured for the rest of it. Do you know what I what my opinion on Daniel Welbeck is? Daniel Sturridge light, like ninety percent Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, you know they're very similar except. Welbeck's slightly more likeable, but that's probably because he doesn't play for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, so, but too injury prone. We, we, we've moved past that. We don't need to take chance on play, chances exactly. on players like, like Good that. Good player on his day, but still not. I mean, we've been linked with for Marlon as well. I, I think we talked about that last week. But that that's not a big money signing, and that's cover where we've got strong, uh, we've got strength anyway. Apparently, in that deal, we've asked for medical guarantees. How can you guarantee anything medically? The lad could get, I don't know. Scarlet fever tomorrow, couldn't he? How would you? How could you have a medical guarantee? I suppose. It, I mean, is is medical guarantee that we wouldn't have to pay his wages if it'd be like a kind Isn't of. Isn't that what you what you you pay by play. Your medical does now? Well, I don't know. It's pay by play. We've signed players like that before, haven't we? Where um, if if they're not able to fulfil, you know, you know, play games or anything, then we, we they don't get paid. I should have got a medical guarantee on you. Would have been getting paid out when you had a craft back. I know. I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other striker we've been linked with, Nikola Kalinic. Now, do you remember Kalinic from his, his his failed attempt at Blackburn? Was that him? Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was a few years ago. He was young, um, but he played the season at Blackburn. Bizarrely, by a spooky coincidence, they signed up for six million pounds from Hijuk Split. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? 
I think so. Hadge duck split. You learned last week. Yeah. It was only seven days ago. I know, I've forgotten him. Um, but he didn't really cut the mustard at Blackburn and he, he went off to apply his trade elsewhere. But he had a really good season at Fiorentina last year. Uh, and apparently it's in a, around about £25 million for him. Oh, well, yeah. Well, this doesn't bode well, does it? If he didn't well do that well his first time around for £6 million, why go and pay 25 for him? So, I... I still think it'll be Giroud, if anybody. We do need... I mean, Giroud is just... Yeah, I think he's... he's That fits the, the mould of the type that many people feel like we need to, as, as, as a different option. And he's proven goal scorer. Giroud's got much more scope as well for a good song, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Giroud can go into a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to see what the Gladys team come up with for that. Um, we're building to Chris Smallen. Yeah, no. Uh, I, can't, I just can't see it. Uh, I don't think he's the type of centre half we need, so and yeah, I don't I don't I don't get that link. I don't know what the fee would be, uh, and I'm not interested in Chris Moore. No, I think we need to I mean I don't, even though I said I wouldn't mind a big off Van Dyke last week, I, I think we need uh, just like maybe just a, a cheapy one for cover. Yeah, agreed. Uh on the out it's all been extremely quiet. Um, no real bids have come in for anybody still a lot of talk about Nias to Brighton whether that's going to be another loan or whether that's going to be a fee still to be uh, to for us to find out so um, well it doesn't look like um, Kenny's going to go out on loan now you know the, the appearance last week shows that he's still on the, on the fringes I don't understand why that would even I know you've got Holgate there and so you could say Holgate and Martina the you cover for right back. But I just think Kenny gives you a bit different going forward to them too, so uh, who knows? Maybe, I mean, you've, you've got two players, you, you want you want progression, don't you? So, I mean, Hulk, can you have two youngsters there, one going a little bit stagnant? You know, you need, you need them to be constantly growing at this stage. Yeah, but Holgate... It's cover for the centre half as well, isn't he? So, yeah, yeah you so know, if, if, you know, if, if, thingy, if, if Kane or Jags, um, get a knock then Holgate's likely to go in the middle you would have thought so um, and that's pretty much it on the transfer front really um, there was a few other things that came out of Cumin's press conference today uh, uh, the main one being that he's already announced that Wayne Rooney will start the game tomorrow which I think is something we expected I think with people like Rooney now because of his global appeal now that you know that that's news, isn't it? That is like proper proper. Do you think announcing news. that is something that makes people then watch the game, perhaps on yeah, Saturday, and so. may I not have so, watched yeah. it I worldwide? Think, yeah. So uh, you know, global sports fans, he's he, he's an actual you know global icon. So that's going to draw more eyes, and it's going to have more cameras there. And you know, people who maybe I mean it was already sold out anyway, but people who are umming and ahhing about watching it. I think you're going to get more people who are going to be tuning in now. Do you now. think it's a good idea, though, to release the names of players who will play I don't think it's before gonna, and give... I don't think it's going to be mean, a surprise. I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not saying that Stoke have never heard of Wayne Rooney and he'd come as some sort of surprise package to them, but... It's just going to be It's going to be interesting who where he plays, whether he's going to play um, up top or whether he's going to go with Sandro again, uh, up top and Rooney off him, or just straight up 4-4-2. I think that might be in our preview of the game a little bit later. Yep. Um, Rooney in the press conference 
we was talking on various different subjects. The main one that came up, I think, was uh, he was asked about Tom Davis uh, and what he thinks about you know Tom Davis getting into the side and and his qualities. Uh, and Rooney gave a glowing report on Tom Davis and said that last year he voted for Tom Davis as the Young Player of the Year, hmm. which is interesting, really, when you think about you know Deli Ali was in the running and uh, I think was Lukaku was in the running, wasn't he even? For young player of the year, so uh, interesting vote. Um, but going back to Ronald Koeman, and this is something I wanted to ask you about. Basically, Koeman has said that now you know he's got players into the squad that he's chose. Now that maybe there's a bit more added depth in the squad, a bit more quality in the squad, he is now going into this season with bigger ambitions. Okay. Well, so what does that mean? Uh, Daddy wants to move up a position. So top six. I think so. I think I think he wants to be up there and be realistically realistically pushing for Champions League. Maybe I mean that's a bigger ambition than you know he, you know he's finished he's finished seventh for the past three seasons has he twice with Southampton once with us is that right? Uh, pass. I, th- I think once so. with us definitely. Yeah. So. Uh, so a bigger ambition. Well, you know, we're we're in that team of that 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 little group of uh, clubs who are not quite there uh, for the challenge. I don't think it's going to be a challenge for the league, but a realistic challenge for Champions League. I think that's the next not logical step. What about winning a pot? Yeah, I mean, Europa looks winnable uh, with the squad that we've got. It does now. It doesn't when you get teams dropping off the Champions League into it, I don't think. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It'd be a long, hard slog. Um, so you think it's more when he says bigger ambitions, it's more league based than maybe winning trophies, for instance, rather than his own personal CV. Well, yeah, I think I think it's because it was very, very related to what he said about the strength of the squad and that, and you know, having his own his own is um, his, his moulding his own side and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to make some season predictions later, aren't we? So we'll see where we think Everton are going to finish and what what our true Ronnie's prediction uh, may prove to be. Um, last thing I wanted to finish on, a couple of ex-players. Yeah. I've had something to say about the Blues in the last couple of days. And I would say they were two... You couldn't get two polar opposites with regards to probably the way they're, they're thought of by Evertonians and probably the way they performed in an Everton shirt. Um, uh, no, I'm not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Let's scrape, for you, for you let's maybe. Let's scrape the bottom of the barrel to begin with, shall we? Let's, let's get as low as low can get. In fact, let me just go 20 yards offside so I can find this fella for him to make his comment. Uh, Joe? Yeah, well, I, I always thought he was all right. And you, you, for some reason, you've always hated him. <laughs> he was the most un-Brazilian Brazilian. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The most, he was less Brazilian than Lucas Leiva. Yeah. That's how bad he was. The man who was born offside, Joe, has basically said he regrets squandering his chance at Everton. He should have stayed onside then, shouldn't he? That's all he had to do. He scored all kinds for us. Well, he scored a handful of goals. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds. Yeah, well, I still remember him coming to us and thinking, "Oh my god!" Like, because he'd gone for all sorts of transfer fees, hadn't he? And he was a ledge on champ manager. Yeah, yeah. And he was Brazilian, and I was thinking, 
can't believe we got him. Can't believe we got him. This is a corner turn of this. What a woeful player. Terrible. Um, so let's get on to someone we, we, we actually like. Uh, and when I say we actually like, you know, probably one of our best players of a certain era. Probably, if not the best player of a certain he's era. He's probably the best best player I've seen uh, at Evan. Yeah. Right, okay. It uh, wasn't with us very long, but Andre Kinchelskis. Yeah, he was just... I think it was just... Yeah, he, he wasn't overly skillful. He had just enough skill, but just blister and control and pace. And he just used to make defenders shit themselves. And he used to just whiz past them. And Yeah, I... I, I Best play you've seen with your own eyes in an Everton chair? Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, I'd I, have I, to go I, Billy Lettinoff. But... Yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't even think of anyone who'd, 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 who'd challenge him there. I mean, you talk about... Kale? Yeah, for a different reason? Yeah, pro- like prolonged period, and like big dunk for the icon kind of thing. For an Hibbo? I- yeah, of course. Um, but then, I mean, you talk about... I mean, but you talk about legendary status. You've got Etu, haven't you? And you've got, you know, I'd, I'd say Big Nev was on a, on a par there. But just for, I don't know, he was just electric. Yeah. Anyway, well, Andre, he's done uh, an interview this weekend. There was a couple of interesting things from it. Um, the first one was about Mr. Yarmolenko, who we mentioned before, and he basically th- shed some light on the whole Yarmolenko saga. And what he basically said was that Everton no- undoubtedly agreed a fee at one point with Kiev, whatever it was, say twenty-five million. But he said how things work in Russia is, if the chairman of a club gets an offer for twenty-five million, he'll go out and celebrate in a casino that night. And he'll blow five million. Mm. So he's five million down. So then the next day he'll ring Evan up and go, "You know that price we agreed yesterday? Uh, it's now thirty million because he's got to cover his loss." And he said, "That's why. That's how deals work in Russia, unfortunately. And no doubt that's why Everton ended up well, pulling the plug and having these issues." He knows a little bit about the ins and outs of the uh, the, the the more dodgy side, the Russian the... gambling circuit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let's just put it out there. Yeah, yeah. He knows a fair bit about that, doesn't he? So he was doing this interview from behind a balaclava in an unnamed location. <laughs> Did he have a voice changer and stuff? <laughs> uh, the other thing he said, which was I found quite interesting, was, and I know a lot of ex-players say things like this, but he said that Everton have the best fans out out between Everton, Manchester United, and Liverpool. The Evertonians are the best fans. It's funny that he said that he brought them into it, though. I mean, Man United, you could, you could... Well, I think it's funny the other way around. I mean, you would expect him... You know, he, he's doing an interview which is obviously going to Everton Magazine or Everton TV or, or whatever he's doing. So you can understand them saying Evertonians are better than, than Liverpool supporters because that's a cheap pop, isn't it? That's yeah, the yeah. thing. But when you think about his career... He won trophies at Man United. He was at Man United for a lot longer than he was at Everton. So really, you would expect Man United to be his his English club in a way. I don't know. And why? Why is he? Why would he just? He's basically slagging off the Man United fans by saying we're the better. But fans, he, he was cast off at Man United, yeah, wasn't he? A little that. bit. I mean, you think about who they had. They had gigs. Um, was it Lee Sharp at the time? And. Um, Sharp was cast off as well. Who else? They had another winger at the time, didn't they? I can't remember who it was, though. What, Keith Gillespie? Was he? he Possibly. Was there so he, he became, you know, uh, surplus to requirements. So, And I think he was cast off a little bit by them. So maybe he's got a little bit of a, you know, 
perhaps, yeah. Um, Something else that came out of that interview was he, he said about when Joe Royal tried to sign him and he, he had an offer to go to Middlesbrough and Joe Royal said, what do you want to go to Middlesbrough for? It's like Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what he described Bootle as, but... Yeah. It's mad though, is it? Because um, it's one of like a long line of like, like former Everton players who've only you know, been after spell a brief time but his, his son's always all over Twitter, and he, he, you know he's always following the Blues, and he's all whenever there's a match or that, you know he's posting stuff, and he's like, "We we're looking good here." So his son's a proper blue as well. So I love a bit of Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, seen another former player who's been all over it the past few weeks, just all over it, Everton, Everton. Uh, Kevin Campbell. Yeah, all over it. Another yeah. player who you would expect to, you know, to have. See us as his, his second well, club. He, he, he do, I mean, he does in he, a sense. He, he does, says, but he, he, he doesn't half glow over us. I mean, like Tony Cotty, for instance, he, he he will always say West Ham is my club, but I enjoy my time in Everton. However, I never get the impression that he, he really has a soft spot for us. Whereas Kevin Campbell uses it. Well, Don Hutchinson's the same. Don Hutchinson always seems like he loves Everton more than he loves West Ham or the Shite or whatever other clubs he play for. Um, what was I going to say about them, Kevin Campbell? Then, yeah, he always says, you know, Arsenal and my club. You know, I followed them as a boy and all that kind of stuff. Was with them for so many years, but Everton have my heart, stuff like that. You know, and it's like, again, is it cheap pops? Is he? He knows who he's talking well, to. In this day and age, it's not going to just stay in the northwest. That sort of talk is it? It's going to be all over the internet. He knows people from Arsenal are going to see that. So, I don't think he's going to risk saying things that are untrue that might perhaps cost them sportsmen's dinners down in London for Arsenal yeah, nights or whatever. So. so Did you see him? <laughs> Just uh, completely unrelated, but did you see Leticia this week tweeting whoever whoever signed, Southampton signed, uh, congratulations, uh, welcome to the club and good luck for your move <laughs> next season to the Shirts Liverpool. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Was it the lad that he signed for Juventus? Lamina? I think it was. Mario Lamina? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the club and good luck to your move next season. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we're just gonna uh, reconvene the studio, which means we're just gonna press pause and stick the uh, the links clip in, and then um, probably have a little bit of a drink, and then uh, come back with our season predictions and a little bit of a look at the Stoke game. Stoke preview, season preview. Yeah, let's do it. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, not bitter, just better. Or you can find us on Twitter at just better EFC. So this is going to be a little bit of an extended last segment for us. We're going to start off by looking at the game day after tomorrow. Uh, Three o'clock on a Saturday? Yes. Traditional? Traditional, yeah. Good to have a, uh, a proper Saturday game to look forward to. Uh, Stoke? Are the visitors for the first game of the season? Played them early on last season. We've as well. both just sat here for ten minutes, and we trying to rack our brains about last season's game, and we were thinking, can't remember it, and it was probably because it was pretty much a whole calendar year ago. Yeah, so August twenty seventh last year, that faithful day, faithful day. Sorry, uh, when Bainesy missed a penalty, and it hit the post, and it gave on the back of the head and went in. Yeah, the only goal in the uh, in, in, in a not very eventful game from what I remember, which is not much. It's well renowned for Shea Given's only goal for Everton. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was always a given, wasn't it? Plus, we are now as well. 
<laughs> we're now going to be weakened by the fact that Shea Given's been released over the summer. Yeah, so what so, of our goal threat? I don't know where our goals are going to come from in this game against. Yeah, well, uh, in, in, in the uh, in the away fixtures as well, Shawcross scored an oggy. He did, yeah. Stoke players did like scoring for Everton last season, uh, and Peter Crouch always scored in a one-one draw. Yeah, so uh, Stoke visitors, a uh, few notable uh, outs for them, which is uh, John Walters for three million and. Uh, an out of it. Seems a strange player to sell, John Walters. I know he's not. You know he's not great. I've just remembered something that I read this week, and it's just popped into me now. Paul Mason has said Burnley signing John Walters for three million is the transfer of the summer. I mean, I can sort of see what he's relatively, saying. Relatively, you know, it's very, 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 very low risk, isn't it? Three million for someone who's done yeah. all right. In and it. you know what you're getting with him, don't you? He gives hundred percent. He's not the greatest player in the world. He's had grey hair since he was 18. He's a blue. And he's a blue, yeah. He's he always blue. does well in his shape. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised Stoke let him go, really, for all those reasons, particularly that he's a blue. Maybe he thought he'd score no goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, Whelan's gone. Uh, We've had that Premier Premier League legend, stalwart, Glenn Whelan. Glenn Whelan, yeah. yeah. Got nothing to say about Glenn Whelan. <laughs> it's just snide. <laughs> Bardsley. We can't decide which Bardsley this was. Because... Phil Bardsley. <laughs> right, okay. Phil Bardsley, he knocked out Wayne Rooney in the boxing video. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, notable uh, outs, uh, a couple of notable ins. Uh, Hang on, haven't we missed the biggest out? I said him, didn't I, Arnautovic? How did you say him, did you? Yeah, 25 mil. 25 well, I, mil. I know it was on the verge, I said him, but we, we ended up getting sad. Do you think he was their best player? I mean, he was probably, I don't know, because he got Shakiri and um, his hips don't lie. They don't lie, and they've got Bojan, obviously, who sort of his form's dipped over last season, didn't he? They're potentially, but you know, I'd say potentially on out of which potential. You know, he's, he's very much like a Morales. Using using them as a comparison again, Morales like a yardstick for people who flattered to deceive, which is quite mean of me, really. But he's he's very very capable of producing amazing um, bits of skill and finishes, but just hasn't done it consistently enough to, to, to warrant I don't think a £25 million move correct on his day he's a very very good player but on most days he's a fairly average player to me yeah £25 mil. but he's not there so I don't even know why we're talking about him yeah so uh, some players in Zuma in on loan and Fletcher in on a freebie Fletcher is pretty much a, a straight sort of replacement for Glenn Whelan isn't he a, a, a pensioner in the centre of midfield yeah. but again I don't know why West Brom let down and Fletcher go it's a bizarre decision because he's you know he's done well for them you know what you're getting with him he's a sort of got a body figure almost in central midfield isn't he solid dependable um, maybe I mean maybe he's just more career prospects for him you know maybe he might you know they just wanted to give him a year and Stoke possibly give him two years and uh, and he might have some coaching kind of maybe maybe he just got fed up at West Brom of every pre-match meal being like boiled rice and plain chicken because Dan and Fletcher can't eat anything without going off to puke in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Bojan, Bojan's still there sniffing around. I mean, as you say, his form's dipped, hasn't it? But he's, he's, he's come up with a few good performances against us, as has Shakiri. So wants yeah, to watch, I'd say. They're the obvious players, but. Mark Max Mantle, it's back. Mark Max Mantle, watch. It's been a while. Um, 
the he bought a player last season who didn't really sort of get into the side very much, sort of eased his way in. Uh, an Egyptian winger called Sobdi. Yeah. Um, he's like shit off a shovel. He could potentially be very dangerous. Yeah. Um, so like he's that. my man to watch. Okay. Uh, any predictions? Uh, well, I think we've got to look at what Everton are going to do, really, haven't we? Yeah, we've, so got, we've got to look at it from our point of view. I mean, we, as we know, we mentioned it before, we know Rooney's going to start. But is he going to start up front? Is we going to have Ramirez leading the line? Or it, I can't sit here and sort of predict what we're going to do. Pre-season shed no light on it for me. Is DCL going to play? Um, I've got... Where's Klassen going to fit in? Because we're at home, will we play two holding midfielders? I um, I uh, one thing I I can say fairly confidently is we I don't think we're going to go with the three at the back and wing backs. I think it's going to be just a solid four. I think that's going to virtually pick three out of four for itself, which is going to be Baines, uh, Williams, and uh, Keen, Keen, and um. I just think, I mean, right back now. Martina played all right when he came on last week at left back, but I think he, I think it's still it's looking got, it's like got, it's, Ma- it's Martina, be, isn't it? From from, I think it's got to be Holgate. You've got you've got to put Holgate you think in stay there. With Holgate? I think you've got to. Um, you know I, what you're getting. He's played I, I, yeah. and a think, lot for us. Hasn't he's he's offering a lot more going forward than he than he has done. You know, I think he's been a little bit rash going forward in previous years and. I think he's he looks to be getting a little bit more comfortable. Maybe that's just a pre-season thing, but it's a little bit more comfortable going forward now. Um, but as you say, whether DCL is going to get a run, Luckman's impressed when he's come on a couple of times uh, in pre-season. Uh, is he going to get a, go out on the wing? Is he going to go with Morales for experience because it's the first game of the season? I think it'll be a flat four like you're saying, and then I think you'll have Schneiderlin and Garnet right in the centre, uh, and then it'll be three in behind and one up top. Yeah, so... Uh, the three in behind though I mean but Ru- that's, Rooney's those, one of them those four are all interchangeable as so, far you know, you know Morales the players Klassen. buying there Klaas and Sandro yeah. um, can't predict it yeah. just can't do it yeah um, but I think if you look at those two sides on paper I think we should easily have enough particularly at home first game of the season uh, to come away with the three points I'd, you know Stoke are one of those sides that if they turn up on a day, they can cause you problems. They can cut you. They've got players who can cause you problems. Peter Crouch can always cause you a problem. Shakiri, if he plays well, can cause you a problem. And you know, and they've, and they've got you know Shawcross at the back, who you know is solid defender, and he's a bit of a knock, isn't he? Who yeah. knows how to wind players up. If you got Mark players. Hughes, will have them organised. Definitely, we, yeah. We know that. We know that. Um, so it's not the easiest of first games, but it's a game. Particularly if we've got any ambition to do anything, then that we should we well, should be confident about going into. Just to add on to that, you know, particularly with the um, the games coming after it as well. Of course, we, we've we've got to take we've got to take three points here because one, it'll set us off, in, you know, in in, in in the right vein for the season. But then you look who's coming up. We might not get another point for the next four or five games. Don't be so negative. Don't no, be so negative. No, no. It, it, um, if I've got a predicted result, I'd say a win for Everton. I don't think we'll 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 route them by any means, but I'd you know two 0 two one maybe. Yeah, I'd say two 0 Okay, so going on from just the, the individual game, looking into the season as a whole, you know, you've you've asked me to uh, pick out a couple of categories, uh, and I've managed to you know, and you know, you know me, I normally sit on the fence over these things, but I've managed to pick out. 
a choice for each each of the categories that you suggested. Just before we go into that, apart from relegated, actually. Just before we go into that, on a whole, how excited are you about this season? Not just on an Everton point of view, but the season uh, compared to other seasons. Have you got a bit of excitement about this season, or because I have, you see, because I think I can't remember. Although there are teams I think have got a better chance of winning the league, winning whatever, blah. It's 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 quite wide open, I think. What I will say is I'm more excited than I have been for the last couple of seasons, just due to one personal circumstances and two, the fact that Roberto just absolutely killed killed my love for football. Plus, I think this this summer's got most Evertonians excited, hasn't yeah, it? So Maybe it's tailed off a little bit over the last couple of weeks because of you know the guilty thing dragging on and. Uh, you know, we've started to realise well, we haven't really spent any money when you look at it in, in relative terms. But I think, you know, six weeks ago, if you'd said, how excited are you about the season? Evertonians were a little bit, oh, it's the best. You know, it's the greatest season that's, that, that's ever been from an Everton point of view. So um, I am excited about it, yep. Mr. Me. Definitely a lot more excited, uh, excited than in previous seasons. And, you know, you're open to, to look forward to again. And hopefully... You know, he's he's going to take that serious. And he's going to take the cup game serious. I, I just think he's not. I know we've, we, you know, he's he's, he's had a, a good first spell in, in charge of the club uh, already. So we've already seen you know cup games and stuff. But I, I just don't think he's going to fanny about with unnecessarily like changing sides and stuff. And he's just going to pick the side he thinks is going to be best to get the uh, to get the results. And I look forward to that. Right. Okay. So we're going to start with some Everton themed predictions first I think aren't we yeah go on uh, well you've got to in front of you so what was the first category that we were looking at uh, top goal scorer for Everton for the season go on I'll let you go first well just because I think he's going to get more games than the other forward players uh, and in the absence of us not signing anyone else yet I've picked Rooney right and at what sort of figure do you think he'll for the league maybe 17 17 yeah I remember last week when I said he's I know, only but, ever... But I think he's going to get a full... a full. He's not going to be playing like holding midfielder or anything like that for us. He's going to be either up top or behind up behind the main man up top. So he's going to be there and thereabouts. I think he's going to get free I, kicks and I think he's probably going to assume penalties. I think to have a chance at getting anywhere close to that figure, he's going to have to be taking the set pieces. Yeah, I well, thought. I think he's going to because it, when Morales takes the first couple and puts them in the... In, in the well, in yeah, the are you going to get penalties bar. off Bainsey though? Well, we know that Baines he's not overly bothered. It, it never seems that way, does it? You know, we know he's handed it over to Lukaku in the past. And I mean, 17s, I mean, that's a little bit optimistic, but it's not stupidly optimistic. He's not, I'm not saying he's going to get the golden 30, are you? Yeah, so that'll be a, that'll be a good return, I, 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 think, I think. Okay. Top scorer, Olivia Giroud. Yeah. How many? 20. For Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> for Evan, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going positive. Right, okay. He cool. doesn't even play for us, but why not? Okay. I, I I must admit, you know, I did disclose last week. I've had that bet that Rooney will get 15 league goals this season with somebody in work. That was in the heat of the moment. If we don't get a centre forward, I, I, I I'm struggling to see anybody that will get above 10 to 15 goals. I am struggling. I mean, potentially Rooney. Potentially Sandro, um, but other than that, I don't, you know, Sigurdsson, I don't know. I mean, some of some of Klassen's, um I don't think he's going to get. I don't. I think he might get like eight, 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 nine. 
Yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be a, a fine return for me. I've got no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, but I think you, you obviously you're going to get more team, more goals spread around the team. You would we're think gonna, we're going to have to because we've lost we've lost well, 24 of, goals, haven't we? Of course we have, and we've lost potentially lost Barclays goals as well. What, what two of them? Well, there's more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why because. I don't think there's an outstanding candidate there now. I'm going to take a punt on Giroud. Yeah, okay. So the other one was uh, player of the season overall for you, uh, for us. It's an interesting one, this. I've got a couple of candidates in mind, but the defensively, so that suggests that potentially we might be not having the greatest of seasons if we're relying on defenders. I'm going to say Michael Keane. Do you know what? He was my first thought, and then I thought this is probably the same as you, like think the same as defensively. But I, I was thinking Keane, Garner, yeah, or possibly Pickford. They were me. Th- they were the three that jumped out at me. Well, that's funny. You should mention that because I, I picked Garner as my overall uh, my player of the season, uh, just because I think he was great last year, and from what I've seen from him uh, in pre-season so far, he looks even fitter. You know, he's, I mean, they've not been the best of the games, but he looks like he's even in even more places, if that's possible. Is that not just because he's stayed fit and everyone else isn't fit? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so, so I think if he can, you know, really, really, like, just, yeah, just keep on what he was doing, what he was doing. I think if he could possibly, he seems to be wanting to get forward just a little bit more. His shooting's not been the best, but if he could add a couple of goals to his game and continue with what, what he was doing last year. Uh, with better players around him, I think it, he, he could be a superstar this year. I've just contradicted myself, really, haven't I? Because if I'm saying Giroud's going to sign for us, get 20 goals in a season, he's probably going to be our player of the season as well. But well, it, it, I don't want to look stupid in two categories if we don't well, sign. Well, it depends whether you know the 20 goals, like you know, 20 individual goals, or 20 goals where he, he's four for them, or it's just 20 goals where he's just like, I don't know. Just the team's done, like, you know, all the hard work and he just taps it in at the end. It's just them sort of goals, you know, where the ball's behind him and he does, like, some sort of weird scorpion kick in off the crossbar, them <laughs> sort of goals. Yeah, we'd have them, wouldn't you? Um, so young... But, yeah, I'm going to go Mike, I'm going to go for Keane. Yeah, next category, young player of the year. Right. You would expect Tom Davis to be the outstanding candidate for yes, this. Yes, of course. However, Jordan Pickford. Exactly. I don't, can we still count him as a young player of being course. 23? Is that how old he is? Twenty-three now. I thought he was a little bit younger than that, so I put him. I, I put Davis and Pickford. Hang on a minute. I, I think he's only twenty-one. Some, am I just making things up here? Well, wasn't he in the, in the under-19 squad? Was he no, under, he's only under-23 squad. Sorry, yeah. God, I'm, yeah. These. I'm gonna have to check. Squads, we should really check these things. Oh, you know, hold just, on. Like, you know, just when you're age. A mental block. Uh, right, let's check this out. You could speak here while I'm doing this. No, I'm just going to wait, waiting while while your phone just, while just your phone interferes with our <laughs> my dead air while I check Wikipedia. But and you know what, like you said, uh, he was exactly. born 1994, which makes him 23. I was right. Yeah, I don't know why I said well, Lukaku, Lukaku was up for the young player last year. And he was 23, wasn't he? Yeah, um, it's not going to be my pick anyway because okay. I'm going to just I'm going to go proper youth player. Go I'm going to go youth. Uh, and now the fact you know Dowell's out the running now he's gone on loan I'm I'm going to go for Luckman yeah I've just just writing them down there as a, as a third option just as I said them just to copy just me. before you said them actually but I'm, I'm going to go with Davies just because 
I, I think he'll probably get more game time than Luckman. Uh, and I think he's going to just grow, grow into the game a little bit more. I think, for me, I think Davis has got so much competition. It's going to be very hard for him to get a start and spec. He likes him though, doesn't he? I mean, we already he does know like that. him, and I think he'll be used quite a bit. But I think Luckman has very much got a chance of, if he comes in and takes and does something special in a set, in a game, I think potentially he could... What, like, grab... score within seconds against Man City? You mean, yeah, no, but I mean, you know, if, he, if he really takes a game by the scruff of the neck, does something special, has a couple of good substitute ex- appearances where he, he makes something happen, I think he could get a start and then he could hold on to a place because we do need width and pace. Well, what, what I'll add to that is I think he's going to be uh, used a lot more in the Cup games and Europa games. He's going to get... Because you know, young players like that, he's he's not a particular uh, risk as a youngster. You know, he's got quality coming through. He's not like a, a, a reserve reserve, is he? He's not a youngster youngster. He's like uh, he's already got that experience in there. Uh, I think he's going to feature a lot more in cup games and make the odds cameo. Where I think Davies is going to be more prominent in the first yeah. team. He's the type of player I'd like to see on the bench virtually every week because he can give. Yeah, a bit of an impact when it comes on. Yeah, yeah. So, they're the Everton-specific ones. Um, so, overall, top goal scorer in the league. The obvious one's Harry Kane, I think. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's what I've gone for. Well, I haven't, actually. I'm going to go for uh, Jesus at Man City. Okay. I think when he first signed to City last year, he looked absolutely unplayable from the minute he, he stepped on that pitch he looked like a goal machine and then he got an injury very early on didn't he after about three or four games sort of edged back in towards the end of the season I think with a full season fit I think that lad with the amount of chances City are going to make for him my only my only slight issue is Kane is first choice isn't he for Spurs week in week out first name on your team sheet. and we thought it was a flash in the pan season one and then he just goes and blows up the way last season. Him, to me, he's probably the best English striker since Alan Shearer. I think he's very much going to be. I think he'll end up being held in the same regard as Alan Shearer as far as Premier League p- players go. That's how good I think Harry Kane is. But uh, going back to Jesus, I just think Aguero, because Aguero's there as well, that he may not play every single well, week in Whereas Kane will. Aguero was still my first th- was still my first thought because he's just. Didn't even enter. Didn't even enter my record. Just, just because he's still, he's still one of very, one of very, one of the very few world world class players I think we've got in in the league. Yeah, I mean, there's loads, there's loads of like you know, top international class, but he's he is world class. But I just think he's just for whatever reason, he's now at the wrong club for him. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I'm going with Kane. You're going with Jesus. I am. Yeah. What. Just throwing it out there, how many goals does Lukaku get this season? Uh, I reckon he, I reckon he gets twenty. Just twenty. Well, well maybe twenty more. to twenty-five. Or? Yeah, twenty to twenty-five. I don't think he's going to push on any 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 more than that. Um, he's going to face the same problems that he faced with us. You know, playing playing well, the top he, sides. He can't control the ball. Well, yeah, and he's going to get. Well, I mean, I suppose you know he's going to get. He's going to have Pogba playing a ball through and to him. You know, and he's gonna uh, he's gonna be able to lay it where he wants it. Hey, he's no more than Snyder, I don't know, is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but he's got he's going to have better players around him feeding him through. I guess. I mean that's unfair. I mean I don't know whether that's fair really because with the standards in the league don't suggest that they're I, much better than us. I think he may have an issue with if they. There's a lot of talk that they're going to get bring Ibrahimovic back into the fold. So. Again, he'll then face the same problem as Jesus, you know, when you've got Aguero knocking on your door. I don't think it means you play every game, and I think if Lukaku drops out of form and and Zlatan's there, then Zlatan's going to play. Did you see that whisper? I'm not even going to call it a rumour last week Last week that was going around that, that, that there was only two clubs who he was, who he was interested in. One was Milan and one was Everton. Ibrahimovic. Did you see that? Oh, that's, I, know, I know at one point with the Bookies we were fourth favourites or something. Yeah. It was United, then Milan, then any MLS club, yeah, then yeah. us or something, yeah. which was daft. Yeah. yeah. I can't see. I, I mean, I'd love it. I'd, that would just be... I'm not... I'm, no. Don't even let yourself think that. Do no. you? Yeah. Um, so, that the top four... Uh, yeah, top four and then uh, top six overall. So, go yeah. with the top... And we're not going to do player of the season? Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've put a question mark by that. I, I just, I, I just couldn't, I can't, I can't, I just can't even fathom one. Yeah. All right, let's do our team prediction because I think generally play the season comes from whoever you pick to win the league, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So win the league. Let's do it. Let's do a position wise. Man City for me. Chelsea. Do you not think Chelsea are weaker than last season? Do you not think Chelsea will miss Diego Costa? To me, Diego Costa. No, I know Hazard was the best player. Kante was brilliant, but I still think Diego Costa wins your leagues. A player like Diego Costa. I still think there's time though for them. Uh, I mean, Morata is coming, isn't it? And but they've still got time to 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 sneak someone. And they've got Batshuayi. Yeah, Batshuayi. Yeah, uh, he's still there sniffing around. He could push on, and they, they could sign Ross Barkley. They might yeah. be the missing, the missing piece. But they might get those goals that cost between those two. I think it was a strange, strange decision to sell Matic. Bizarre. Because, especially to someone else who's a rival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mad. I know they've signed back well, I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly... I mean, it wasn't exactly like... It's he, a surprise he was, to he see Yoko was getting a second shot at the Premier League he's... after all these years, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And in midfield for Chelsea. Weird. Yeah. But uh, good luck, Ibrahim. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going City. I've threw you there now. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I'm going City. You're going Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going. I've run down my. Who else I think could be on top four? I think Chelsea second. Chelsea, Man United second and third. Yeah. They. Not much between them, like a point or something, uh, and then fourth. See, fourth is difficult now because I think Spurs will drop a little bit because of the Wembley factor. Uh, they're basically going to be playing every game away from home, aren't they, really, by using Wembley as the home ground next season. Uh, they didn't do well at Wembley in the Champions League last season, so um, I think fourth is wide open between four teams. I, maybe... I don't want to say Everton because I don't think we'll finish in the top four. I'm just getting a bit ahead of myself there. See, you, in you fact, start. no, if we sign Giroud and he gets 20 goals a season, Everton finish fourth. Okay. If we sign a striker who gets us 20 goals next season but where we with that now? team around him, okay. we'll, start, we'll, we'll finish fourth. Where it stands now, Spurs fourth. Okay. So, they're your top four. Uh, I will go... I think Man U are going to step up 
and, and Gel, and they're going to finish second this year. Do you think it'll be a close on thing between the two Manchester? Oh, you went for Chelsea, didn't you? Chelsea, and I think Man City third, and then I think Arsenal are going to turn it. I mean, I say turn it round again. It's not really, really like they have to turn it round much to go from fifth to fourth, is it? But I think they're going to. I think they're going to. You know, they've added another piece, uh, and you know, they, they are what they are. They, they just. I think last season Spurs were just so outstanding. Any other season that they would have won the league, but you know, Chelsea just. But do better. They- do the Blues get in the top six? <laughs> yeah. At whose expense? Who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who I would love to say, and if a certain club sell their best player this summer and don't get any of their transfer targets, I could see them dropping down a couple of places. Well, Potentially, Spurs could drop quite a bit. They could have it. You know, they've not brought anybody in. But do, 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 do you have a million players anyway, don't they? I mean, I suppose they've got. Do you know what? They haven't any. They haven't got a million players anymore. And when the first team on paper is as good as anybody, in fact, it's it. It could almost be the best team on paper, the first eleven. But then after that, it's it's quite thin. I think. You know, I like that. I like that sun kid who comes in, gets goals, um, but really they haven't got anybody pushing for places. I don't think. You know. You look at who they generally tend to bring on as a substitute. Harry Winks looks a good young player, but he's not going to win you. The, well, win you the title. So Spurs, if they struggle at Wembley, they could have a bit of a blip season. I think, I think they'll drop down to fifth. Okay, so Everton sixth, yeah, and Liverpool seventh. No, <laughs> West Ham seventh. <laughs> right. This isn't who's eight. Sorry, sorry, sorry our our, uh, our pod might have just uh, peaked a little bit then with that laugh. Um, no, I think I think I mean realistically, I think they they're obviously going to be there or thereabouts. But I just can't see where they've strengthened. And if they lose Coutinho, no, I can't. I mean, the bro- I mean, this is obviously the, biased. And you know, film. If you get a full season on Amane and Salah's obviously he's he's, he's super quick. They're going to hear people. They will hear people with pace, but. You can hear people with pace down the flanks as much as they want. If they're then crossing the ball into Origi, I don't care. Because what's he going to do? Oh, you've said it now, haven't you? <laughs> but, yeah, so it's going to be. This is what I mean. This is why I'm excited. It's going to be interesting. But also, all manner of can, so shenanigans we, we could, could go on. We could leapfrog. I mean, I, I think sixth is a re- realistic and it's progression for us. Six is it? realistic. Six is, six is progression. We're not being daft. We've we've made some good squad strengthening signings, but we've not gone out and signed a world yet. At the end of the season, if we finish sixth, it shows progression. As daft as this sounds, if it's sixth and it's ahead of Liverpool, everybody will be happy with that. No, it's know. a jump, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Even though just because it's ahead of Liverpool shouldn't make any difference. Well, but no, but it, it's, 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 it's a bit of a changing of the guard, though, isn't it? And we've we've got to be competing with top six um, now. Uh, uh, you know, we've, it's been too long where we've we, we've been punching above our weight. Now we need to be like getting there amongst those. I, mean, I still don't think we can compete with Chelsea, City, and Manu when it comes to fees and wages. Um, but we possibly can do with Spurs and Arsenal. Possibly, um, but um, but we need to start putting ourselves alongside them, not chasing them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not expecting to get beat by them. Yeah, yeah. We we need to get that mentality. You know, going to those places and thinking a draw. Uh, you know, is, is the least that we can get. 
not thinking like you know coming away and thinking not getting battered is is, is all we can expect. So, so for me, player of the season, then I've tipped City to win the league, so I'm going to stick with a City player. So Jesus will be up there on the runner. I'm going to throw a, a bit of a curveball in here and then say Sane. Okay. I think Jesus or Sane, two two young players uh, who I think will be electric for City this year. All right. Well, I, I, honestly, I can't even I, I can't even begin to think of winning this game. Well, no, maybe Hazard again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if I have to pick one. Um, all right. Well, um, sorry, I just noticed that w- w- the time our <laughs> outro was just about to pop in there. So. <laughs> that's a that's a good sign to start wrapping up. I'd imagine. Is that was that all the predictions we had? I think it was. I think so. Yeah. Um, but can I mean, you just? Can, is there any? Can you see anything? Outrageous happening. Well, we, I mean, you did you did say to have a look at relegated uh, relegated teams as well, but I mean, I can't really see past the sides that come up. In all honesty, no, I know. I think you know Brighton and Huddersfield nailed on. Not a chance. Not nailed a chance, on, and then maybe Newcastle might stay up if Swansea are terrible again. Pff, other than that, I think it'd be out to Swansea or Newcastle for the third place. Yeah. Okay. I know it's not. They're saying anything original or well, I mean, you know going out on the limb, but sometimes you you, you know the, the the patterns are there for a reason, aren't they? Yeah, you know, and you know sometimes there's a lot of sides who've come up who've now cemented themselves. You look at Burnley, you know, they look a good solid side. Bournemouth, you know, they look a good decent side that aren't going to go down. You yeah, know, and you know they're, they're probably going to spend a lot of money, and it's just. The, the, other teams are spending even more money. It's, you know, clubs sometimes coming up. You know, they, they splash out a lot to you know to try and consolidate and you know aim to finish seventeenth. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one thing you could say about a club like Burnley is they've probably lost the best player in Michael Keane, Avery, and England C international Andre Gray as well. So, <laughs> oh, they signed John Walters though. <laughs> they have, yeah. Yes. Republic of Ireland A international. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't, I can't, I can't see, I, I, I can't see another Leicester happening. Let's, no, let's, put, no. let's put that way this no. season. Uh, I think um, uh, I can't see anyone else breaking the top seven, including ourselves. And I, I, I can't see anyone coming up and like kind of even making a sneaky little uh, poke about there. I, can, can you, West Ham? No. West Ham are probably the most likely. But can you see it? Can you see Leicester bouncing back a little bit? I think they'll be better than they were last season. I think they'll finish in the top ten. Yeah. I think they'll be dead or there about eighth, you know. Yeah, but not not enough to Yeah. Have, have they strengthened enough. Maybe if Everton finish sixth and West Ham finish seventh and Leicester finish eighth and Southampton <laughs> finish ninth. What a season. <laughs> and Liverpool finish tenth. Clock gets sacked. But I'll be happy with that. Aye. Yeah, the, the new Messiah. What a tit. Anyway, so Game to look forward to. We're probably going, probably going to put this out on a Thursday night. Uh, as always, I want to say thanks for listening. And those of you who are listening on uh, on Apple device, keep spreading the word for us. We're still looking into how to get you to listen on uh, other smartphones, uh, like Android, Android platforms. Still not the sound. Can we get it on a Nokia 3210? Yeah. Uh, It'll just sound like a load of beeps. <laughs> Need to, something to listen to while I'm playing Snake. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, SoundCloud is just too problematic. So we're going to look into other reasons. But if if you you know if you if if you if you've got a mate who ends up wanting to listen to it on Facebook or our Twitter feed or whatever, you can listen through our links on there through Podbean and through Acast Player. So and you can always write to ITV, BBC, or Sky Sport and try and get us a show commissioned if you want. I feel I feel like that's the boring part that we have to end on, but it is saying thanks to to you all anyway. I mean, and, and you know we, we do need to start like building up again and getting you to spread the word for us and getting back to where we were. Okay, anything to add, Mark? What if uh, Burnley have a good season and Liverpool finishes on 11th? Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd take that. I'd have that. And then Jürgen Klopp can get sacked at Christmas. They bring Kenny Dagwich and his caretaker and he gets sacked in February. Yes! Go on! It smells a week. It does. <laughs> right, Blues, see you next week, hopefully after a, uh, a good victory.